So my friends, between our first reading and our gospel reading today, I believe that we can reflect a little bit on the Christian experience of prayer. That first reading is uh, probably one of the more popular ones from the Old Testament about the book about the prophet Elijah who encounters God in the small still voice, right? God is Elijah's looking for God. He's in a tough time in his life. He just he just slaughtered the 400 prophets of Baal, right? He just was victorious and now the queen wants to kill him. Uh, and so he's a hunted man and he walked 40 days into the desert and he goes up the mountain and now here is his encounter with God. And God isn't in the big manifestations, right? God is not in the wind and God is not in the earthquake and God is not in the fire. All the ways that we think that God would normally appear, right? Oh, I was given a homily not long ago and there's like thunder and lightning happening outside and I'm just like, yeah, okay, God may be coming back right now, right? With all this big thunder and the noise. But God is not often in the noise. That it's not about God with his noisy manifestations. Rather, the history of spirituality and of Christian prayer, uh, finding a place for real quiet. In the quiet, in the intimacy of our hearts, God speaks to us, right? God is more intimate to me than I am to myself. I think that's St. Augustine that says that, right? God is, is closer and deeper within me and in my own heart than I even am to myself. God in the quiet of our hearts. And I think specifically, I'm, I'm trying even to just to physically be quieter while preaching to, we'll see how it goes and not shout so much. But they, um, no, like, uh, like in a real way, in our modern world, we need, we, we need to learn to quiet down a little bit. We need to learn to just take a few moments of quiet. Things can be so noisy. And it's, it's good to find a few moments every day to take some time for quiet. To just take some quiet time. To be able to speak to God without a lot of noise. I do a lot of work in the car. When I'm in the car and I'm driving, I make phone calls with Bluetooth, all very legal and safe. But I'm making, I'm always like, call this person. Poor Siri, when I'm in the car, right? Siri has to do a lot of work. Call this person, call this person, call that person. And, and then I talk, talk, talk. But when there's so much noise, like you, when you're talking to someone who's on a Bluetooth in the car, you can tell, you can hear the noise, right? You can hear everything outside. You could hear that they're on a Bluetooth and they're on the speakerphone, and so much different than just having a quiet conversation with a friend, right? Sitting in a living room or something and just sitting and talking to someone. It's so much different. And our time with God shouldn't just be conversation on the road with a lot of other stuff happening. We have to find those times for quiet. We have to find those times for deeply personal conversation. And you know, turning off some of our distractions. I recently started getting up just a little bit earlier and trying to go to pray a little bit earlier. And it's early enough in the day when I don't have to take my phone with me because nobody should be looking for me at six o'clock in the morning. If they need something at six in the morning, they can call Father G, right? But like, you know, it, just to, to have a little bit of quiet, 
my poor phone, well, not my poor phone, right? If I go, my poor Jesus, if I go to bring my phone when I pray, I end up just like many people. Maybe I'm having a conversation with Jesus while looking at my phone and checking my emails and seeing what's on the calendar for today. We can get so distracted. But Elijah teaches us that it's about quiet, finding times for quiet. And how can we find those times? So we want to be looking for times of quiet. But what we learn from our gospel is that prayer isn't just about the times of quiet. Those are important and we need those. But there's other circumstances too when we pray. Now, a detail that we may miss in our gospel is this is a busy day, right? This, is a, this scene happens in the midst of a pretty busy day. There's thousands of people, probably tens of thousands of people that Jesus feeds after preaching to them all day and working miracles, and then he feeds them, and then he says, I'll take care of dismissing 10,000 people and getting them to go home. You apostles, you get in the boat. And he knows what he's going to do. The time when he ends up appearing to them is close to four in the morning, right? So a full busy day going all the way to the night. And then I got a big appointment with my apostles on the sea at four in the morning. You know what I would do? I'd take a nap, right? If that was me, like I would take an, I'll be honest, I had a nice, you know, lunch with our new focus missionaries today and it was a little starchy and I'm like, I got to come to St. Jerome for the vigil. So I'm going to take like a 20 minute nap on a Saturday afternoon because I got a busy night tonight too, right? Jesus doesn't go take a nap. He prays. He goes to pray. That that's how Jesus recharges. That's how Jesus gets his energy back by praying. We don't just pray when we have free time and we have nothing else to do. In fact, in the moments of busyness, in the moments when there's a lot going on, there's, that's exactly the time to go pray, to spend time with Jesus. One of the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa's sister, they would make a holy hour every day. Every day they spend in a, a full hour in the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. One full hour, and one of the sisters one day came to Mother Teresa and she said, Mother, we're too busy. There's too much to do. There's too many people that need us. We don't have time to do the holy hour. Like, we can't do it anymore. There's too much to do. And Mother Teresa responded, You're right. There's too much to do. So we need to be making two holy hours. And to this day, the missionaries of charity who get up at like four in the morning, they pray for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening, every day, amidst all the work that they do, in the busyness of caring for the poorest of the poor, day in and day out, they see the importance of spending those times of prayer with Jesus in the busy moments, taking those times to be with him. And so... In the midst of the busyness, we find that time for prayer. And then, as we get to the position of the apostles, they're on the storm, they're on the sea, and there's the wind and the storm and the waves. And then in the midst of that, Jesus comes to them walking on the water. And they're terrified. 
they're, they're, this is a ghost, right? This is a ghost. There's something crazy going on. There's somebody walking on the water. We're all going to die. It's a ghost, right? And what does Jesus say in the midst of the wind and the storm and their terror? What does he say? Don't be afraid. It's me. And it ultimately in our prayer, in moments of busyness, in moments of storms, that's what Jesus can say to us, each one of us. Don't be afraid. This is me. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. And our friend Jesus comes to us. He co- our prayer is just time with a friend. That's all. Prayer doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just time with a friend. My friend Jesus. Uh, there was a t- not that long ago I was visiting, I was at an event, and there were a lot of priests, and I didn't know any of them, and they all knew each other, and I didn't know anyone, so I was very anxious and awkward. Yeah, I just did I'm like, maybe I'll just go home. I don't want to be at this thing. You all know each other, and I don't know any of you. And then in the midst of that, I saw someone I did know. And not only someone I knew, but someone I liked. We got along. And it was just great in the midst of a whole crowd of people where I felt like an outsider to find that one person who I knew, that we were friends, to find my friend there. And in our daily life, in the midst of all kinds of circumstances, when we can find our friend Jesus, when we find Jesus our friend, here, here I could talk to Jesus right now. He's my friend. He comes and says, hey, Father Casey, don't be afraid. Don't worry. It's me. It's me. I'm right here. Here I am. It's me. Don't be afraid. And that happens in our prayer as well. So we have the quiet moments. We have the busy moments. And we have the difficult moments where our friend Jesus comes and approaches us. A last point. It's only Matthew accounts that Peter, bold Peter, says, hey, if it is you, command me to walk on the water and come to you. And Jesus says, come, come on, get out of the boat. Come walking on the water. And Peter does, right? Peter gets out of the boat. How incredible of a scene. He gets out of the boat and he starts walking on the water toward Jesus. But what do we hear? When he saw how strong the wind was, he became afraid. When he noticed all the other stuff, he became afraid. And he began to sink. Now, I don't know. If I was walking on water, like toward Jesus, who cares about some wind, right? There's nothing underneath me to hold me up. But Peter becomes afraid because he starts noticing everything else and he takes his eyes off of Jesus. And we too, this can happen in our life. The reason why we need a whole life of prayer is because if we take our eyes off of Jesus, the wind looks pretty rough and the waves look pretty high. But if we stay focused on Jesus in the quiet moments, in the busy moments, in the difficult and scary moments, if we stay focused on Jesus, we stay on track. And when we lose him and we start focusing on all the problems In all the difficulties, we too begin to sink. But if that happens, we just have to imitate Peter. Lord, save me. As soon as we realize we lost our focus, just come on back. Lord, save me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, bring me back to you. And he reaches out immediately. Jesus stretched out his hand and he caught Peter.
And so my friends, this could be our life of prayer. This is what our life of prayer can look like. We have the quiet moments. We have the busy times. We have the difficult times. And ultimately, if we ever lose our focus, we lose our way, our first instinct should be to call out to Jesus, Lord, save me. This is the life of prayer of the children of God. Jesus, God the Father's own sons and daughters. And so let's ask our Lord Jesus to, to give us a love for prayer, a real love for prayer, so we can be men and women of prayer and have always that union with him.